to uh, practice hospitality. And uh, it's actually mentioned a lot in the Bible, hospitality. Um, And the definition of hospitality is a friendly reception and treatment of guests or strangers in a warm and generous way. So when we're hospitable, it's not just we open our house and say, oh, I suppose you can come. (laughs) I might be able to stretch it or do they really have to come or do they have to stay? It's not like that. It's a friendly um, treatment and reception of guests or strangers in in a generous and warm way. And uh, there's actually Jesus, he, he really set an example of how important hospitality is. Um, you know, he had, when we told the story of Zacchaeus, you know, Christian was a tree the other week, and Zacchaeus was climbing up the tree to see, to see Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He came under the tree and said, Zacchaeus, come down, I want to come and share a meal with you today. It's because um, he was... He was that's when you share a meal with others, when you invite people into your home, it's like that you're sharing people, the, sharing your, wor- your world and your life with them. In an ancient world, to share food with someone was to share your life. When you shared a meal with someone, it was to, you're inviting them in and you're sharing your life. And in all cultures across the world, that is what it is, you know. Every, anywhere you go in, in the ancient world, that was what it meant. Now, perhaps in our crazy, fast-paced life and the way we do things and, oh, you've got to go out of the time, we've forgotten how to do that. We're not actually inviting people into our homes and into our life anymore. It's like we like to have a roller doors and we go in and we go park our car and we roll the door down and then we stay inside and then we go back out. We don't actually use our front doors very often. We go in our little carport Get in the car, roll the door up, roll it back down again and go out. Yeah, in, out. But we actually don't open up our life and our world when we do that. You know, and so many people, they're saying now people don't even know their neighbours. Yeah, because the act of hospitality and the practice of hospitality is getting lost. And it's, you know, it's a fast pace and we're busy and we've got to be there here and I know that. You know, we've got sport and we've got people going to work and music lessons, blah, 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 you know. Like, and, and we actually, the, the act of sitting down and sharing a meal together is actually, actually have to plan it out. But if you look at Jesus' example, he constantly sat down and shared a meal. The Lord's Supper, what was he doing? You know, the famous painting? Yeah, he was sitting down and they were sharing a meal together. You see that the early church, that they shared meals together. They went from house to house throughout the week, sharing and breaking bread together and sharing about their life with Jesus together. You know, Peter, he, when he was told to reach out to the non-Jewish, <clears throat> it was all about food and sharing a meal. And so he started to reach out to the Gentiles. You know, and it's, it's communicated a powerful message of intimacy and unity when we, when we invite people into our homes and we practice the art of hospitality. <clears throat> and in today's world, it's a bit uncommon for people to, you know, how, when did you allow? I know some of us are okay at it, but a lot of us, we need a little bit of encouragement. When was the last time that you had somebody over into your home and sat down around a table together? Yeah? Because you can go week by week and go, oh, I've got to have them over. You know, even to, even to get your own family to sit down around a table can be an effort, yeah? But it's actually the art of fellowship and community and unity is really important. And it's the example Jesus set. And all through the Word, I found about 30 references to practice hospitality through the Bible. Now, Romans 12, 13 says, 
that we're not only to um, that we're not that we're to not only to be hospitable, but we're to practice hospitality. This is to I'll read it in Amplified. And Romans twelve thirteen says, Practice hospitality to one another, those of the household of faith, and be hospitable, be a lover of strangers with brotherly affection for the unknown guest, the foreigner, the poor, and all others who come your way who are of Christ's body. And in each instant do it ungrudgingly, quarterly and graciously without complaining, but as representing Jesus. Yeah? But the art of actually practising hospitality is is possibly being lost. And I want us to just, when the Lord spoke to me, he's like, for us to go forward as a community and as a gatherings, we actually have to start doing this. Because how can it be that we go from, you know, if you won't open your life up and your home up, how on earth are we going to reach all those people out there that don't know him? You know, one of my Bible college lecturers, he said, every house is to be a ministry place. If you think of your home as a place of ministry where people hear about Jesus, where they, where they experience his love and acceptance, where they can be prayed for, that they know that they can come to your home and they're going to be loved and accepted. You know, the devil can't do anything to squash that because there's too many of us. If we saw our homes as places of ministry where people can come and we opened up our life and shared our life with, with them, how powerful would that be? And that's why I believe the Bible constantly says, be hospitable. Now, if you don't have a house of your own or you're sharing, then go and help somebody else be hospitable. You know, get together with somebody that maybe, you know, is busy at work and say, hey, I'll bring over the sausages and you do the salad and we'll come together. You know, if we, if we actually earnestly seek to be hospitable, there's always a way to, to do it. And, and I just really feel like in this time, in this place, where people are so isolated and so disconnected and they don't, they don't know what it is to come around a table and share together often, you'd be amazed how people live. Yeah, that, or they're alone, they live alone. To be invited over for a meal is really, really powerful. And um, I really feel like that's what the Lord is saying for us, to just step it up. We're to eagerly and diligently seek out opportunities to be hospitable. That's what it means to practice hospitality. You know, one of the ways he encourages us to be bigger, you know, that he will do um, abundantly more than we can ask or think or dream or hope for and he wants us to be bigger, not smaller. You know, we can, we can go through life and we can, we'll just do our own thing and we'll just, you know, don't get too close to people and just keep people at arm's length. But that's actually the way that we get smaller as people. Our world should never be getting smaller. It should always be getting bigger. We should be getting bigger and bigger and bigger on the inside. And one of the ways we do that is opening up and sharing our life with others. Because when you're by yourself all the time, you get grumpy about others. You get impatient. You're intolerant. You're like, oh, it just annoys me being around those people. You know? And if we, if we just open up our lives and our hearts and seek to be, have more impact on more people, we're going to be bigger people. Yeah? So it's how can we grow and develop and get bigger on the inside? You know, when God blesses what you have, you may think, well, I don't have much, but God will bless the little you have. Just like the boy with the loaves and fishes, he didn't have enough. And yet what did Jesus do? You know, I know Elsie, she has a story where they were on the mission with the kids and you'd, and you'd have the pot and you're like, they just used what they had and they'd have 80 kids and the pot was not enough to feed those 80 boys or girls but that would just would not run out because God will bless. When you take the little you have 
and you put it in his hands and say, Lord, I'm just going to do what I can do. He will bless what you have. So you just use what you have and God will bless it. Yeah. And I mean, the principle was in the, in the word there, the loaves and the fishes. When you just, Lord, just take this and bless it. I'm doing it in love. I'm opening and sharing my life with others. God will do amazing, overwhelming, just fantastic. And you'll have all these stories to tell. Look what God did. Yeah. And that's, what, and that's how we get bigger. Our lives get better. We use what we have today, whether it's a little or a lot, and we put it in God's hand and he'll do amazing things. You know, Abraham set the example. We have attitude much like Abraham who actually, he, he dined with the angels and the Lord. You know, as the Bible says to be hospitable and to, um, here I'll get the scripture, do not neglect, neglect to show hospitality to strangers for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Hebrews 13.2. You want to dine with angels? Yeah, be hospitable. Now, I'll read some scriptures to you because it's always good to, you know, not just have somebody else say it, but Jesus says it. Matthew 9.10 says, Then it happened that as Jesus was reclining at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were dining with Jesus and his disciples. Jesus let, he, d- he didn't care who he sat down at the table with because he, his love just would cover everything. And he just, that's, that's how he was able to reach out. It wasn't that he just said, let's go, you know, and we'll stand on a hillside. He would actually bring people back into people's homes. And it wasn't his home, it was others' homes. And they would sit down at the table and eat together. Yeah? Luke 14 says, And he also went on to say to one who had invited him, When you have a, give a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbours only. Otherwise they may also invite you in return and that will be your repayment. But when you give a reception, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, since they do not have the means to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. See, sometimes we only invite our friends. But the lame, the poor, the blind, that's just not physically, but it's also spiritually. If we open up our life, God will do miracles. And those lame and poor and blind won't stay there. They won't be like that anymore. They will be restored. They'll be healed. Their lives will be changed. Titus 1.2 says, Be hospitable, loving what is good, sensible, just, devout, and self-controlled. If you actually look through the word, be hospitable is over and over and over. I think it's like 29 to 30 times just, just if you Google it. Yeah? So uh, we actually had Jen and Dave and Liam over for a meal on um, Friday night before they went home. And um, one of the things we were discussing was that many times when we invite people to a Sunday gathering or, you know, something that church is doing um, and they don't know anything about Jesus at all, sometimes it works. You can invite them and it's like, yep, they get it because their hearts are open and they're ready. But other times when you invite them along, they'll just think it's weird. They'll think this is a religious, they're religious fruitcakes or uh, this is some cult we're in. And, uh, but how much better if we practiced hospitality and invited them into our homes and sat around the table and they saw that we were partially normal and, um, and that they could, they could, you know, you have this heart-to-heart connection building because it's like that's what it is. If people, if you know, if people know that you've, you've got an interest in their life, that you've got this, you want to connect with them, they're going to trust you more. And so when you do actually invite them to a bigger gathering of people who know Jesus, they can come back and ask you, so what were they doing? Or what did that mean? 
Whereas if you just invite them straight off the bat and you've never had them into their home and you've never built any connection with them, then they're not going to feel like they can come to you. You know, and often we just feel, oh, we'll just invite them. And it becomes we're inviting them to a program. Even in a gathering like this, it can still feel like that because it's not, they don't have that heart, connect, heart connection with you yet. Whereas if we invite them into our homes or you go and help somebody else invite them into their home, then they've got that connection with others. And then, you know, you invite, invite the person, you know. So if I was going to invite somebody over... I would have Philip and then I'd invite Naomi and then if it was a guy, then I'd invite Jar as well and we would all sit down at the table and they wouldn't feel odd. Yeah? And then when you do invite them to a gathering like this, they know Jar and they know Naomi and they know Shara and Ben and, no, this it's a bit expansive with us, but, you know, you get the gift. Yeah? They know people already and that connection is built. And it's so much easier for people to feel loved and accepted and to be able to ask questions. And that's one of the reasons I believe Jesus said it. Be hospitable. Share your life. Because it's not a, we're not into a program. Christianity is not rocking up on a Sunday or a Monday or a Wednesday night and that's all we do. It's about sharing our lives with one another, opening our homes up, you know, walking and, and talking and sharing the stories of what Jesus is doing. It's not just a program. And it's too easy to go, I've done my bit. When, when, you know, the early church, they met together daily and house to house and they shared together all they had. They broke bread together and they communed together and it was powerful and the presence of God was in in those places. And that's how the gospel was spread. It's not a program. It's relationships. You know, if it's a relationship with him, of course it's going to be a relationship this level as well. So be hospitable. Um, so I'm going to give you some tip, tips on hospitality, all right? Not that I've got it down pat. I have some very funny stories over the years that I might bring out in a minute, but I've just got a few, not going to be long. <laughs> um, so, some hospitality tips is keep it simple. You don't need to have a four-course meal or try out a new recipe at first. I highly recommend you don't. Just be who you are. If it's a barbecue or you're brought pizza from, you know, Pizza Hut served on a napkin or a paper plate, just embrace it, don't apologise and just go with that. All right? Keep it simple. Just do it with a smile and in a friendly, warm and generous way. It's not so much about what you put on the table. It's about how you do it and if you do it with love and generosity. All right? So keep it simple. Start small. You don't have to invite 20 people over. All at once, if you've never been particularly hospitable, you'll be a stressed out mess and be screaming at your partner or anybody else you share the house with, all right? Keep it small. Just invite one or a couple of people over to begin, to begin with, all right? Create a welcoming atmosphere. The Danish actually have this down pat. I think it's called Huggy. And they, I, I highly recommend you look up how the Danes do things because they are awesome at this. They understand atmosphere. You know, have music on. Watch the lighting. You know, fluorescent lights are really quite overpowering and it's like, you know, just soften the lights a bit. Think about what, what is, makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, have music playing so it's not like you have these very deathly silences between conversation. There's a bit of music. Not blaring trumpets or, you know, just quiet, chilled music. Yeah. It takes practice, sis. Just practice. (laughs) You'll know when it's not working and when it is. All right? So create atmosphere. Watch that your toilet is clean. 
that it smells good, have toilet spray. That you got the toilet paper, you know, as refills, all those little things that can be real, oh, no, we've gotten the loo paper, there's none in the cupboard kind of thing. Those are the things that can really stress you out about having people over, yeah? There's soap and a hand towel available. Um, have a game or something to do after dinner if you feel it might be needed. If you're inviting families with kids over, then have a movie or something for them to do. Have some toys, some blocks. If you don't have kids yet, go to your neighbours, come see us. We have a whole cupboard full of them out there. And, and just to get some things for the kids to do because that can, they can run a riot, you know. <laughs> and just um, if you're worried about your carpet, then put down a plastic sheet, you know. Just think ahead. But um, create a welcoming atmosphere. This is an important one. Check if people have allergies. If you invite Shara over, please do not have peanuts. All right? It's like check how if people have got allergies. If they're vegetarians, you do not want to cook this amazing lamb roast and they're veggies. That would be a little bit awkward. Yeah? Um, so check if they've got allergies or any particular likes or dislikes. Stuart does not like cream or custard, so don't feed him that. Yes? <laughs> yes, but Philip would have more. Yes, all right. Um, not everyone is an animal person. If you have pets, you can love them to bits, but your visitor may not. If, you have, if they are coming with small children, then you need to be aware of that. Yeah? So you have to be aware that not everyone is an animal um, person. Be aware of a guest with small children. Put your pets outside or in a spare room. Yeah? It just makes sense. Um, otherwise, they may not ever want to come back. Plan. Think about when. When can I invite people over? When can I be hospitable? Aim for every, maybe once a fortnight. If that seems like a stretch, then do it once a month. But if you don't plan to be hospitable and practice having people into your homes, it will not happen. Our lives are too busy. There's always something going on and the devil will think up amazing ways to stop it happening. Yeah? So plan. Think about when can I have people over what do you need? Do you need extra seats? Do you need plates, cutlery? Do you need to borrow them? We had people coming over, it was Jen and Dave coming over, and uh, I realised that the ice cream, the bowl for the salad was in the freezer with ice cream. And I'm like, what am I going to do? We haven't got anything. I'm searching. I thought, hang on, I'll go to the shop. No, the shop's closed. And the Lord said, go to your sisters and get a bowl. So down I went to get two bowls, and I came back, and it fixed the problem. But just think ahead. What do you need? Do you, need, do you need extra cutlery? Do you need extra chairs? You can come borrow some of our ads. If you need an extra table, there's fold-out tables. We're awesome with extra things. All right? So plan what do you need because those are the things that stress us out and stop us from being hospitable. But we're here to help one another. So if Shara comes wanting, you know, an extra thing, you say, yep, cool. Yeah? So we be hospitable and we help each other do that. So plan ahead. Spontaneous is great. But if it's going to stress you out, plan ahead. All right, here we go. I'm going to give a little bit of teaching here. Nobody get offended because some of you like your drinkies. But watch the level of alcoholic consumption. Yeah? Jesus' first miracle involved turning water into wine for a wedding. John chapter 2. Psalm 104 says he makes grass to grow for the cattle and plants for plants, goodness me, plants for man to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens the heart of man, oil to make his face shine and bread that sustains his heart. So God doesn't have an issue with alcohol, but he does caution against excess. Ephesians 5.17 says, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will only ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Yeah? Don't drink too much wine and get drunk. Don't eat too much food and get fat. Drunks and gluttons will end up on skid row in a stupor and dressed in rags. That's Proverbs 23 verse 20 by the message. I like that. (laughs) Okay, so just watch your alcohol consumption. You know me, I actually can have about this much. And Philip, he can have more, but I just watch because I will embarrass myself otherwise. Yeah? So we just watch because there's no problem with drinking and having a drink to, around the table. Jesus did that and he turned water into wine. Let's not be all legalistic, but just watch that we don't go in excess. You know, watch that you're eating while you're drinking. Just be sensible because God wants us to enjoy all that is made, but it's just not to go so that we become thoughtless. Yep. So plan to invite. Always have extra. We've learned to plan for unexpected guests. So don't just get enough. God will always enable you to pay for what, you know, just if you've got a heart of generosity, just look and go, all right, the chicken's going to, we need an extra piece. Or should I just make enough or should I make extra? Because you never know who's going to knock on your door or ring you up or you feel prompted to ask someone or your kids bring somebody home extra. So uh, this is really important. I'll tell you a funny story. It doesn't have to be perfect. The thing is to be welcoming, open and choose to invite people with a smile and love in your heart. We've had times where our ceiling was peeling. So uh, we had this funny, we bought this house and they had the textured ceiling that you get, it's really thick, and it started to peel. So there was these big blobs that would kind of hang from the ceiling and we were pretty busy, you know, with youth ministry and not getting to bed till ridiculous hours a night. So we were like, yeah, we've got to get to that. But we still just opened our home. Now, this is where you don't have to have everything perfect. So we just went, just open it up and it's fine. Well, we had these people over for dinner. We were trying to just reach out to different types of people. And uh, these were yuppies, so, you know, young, double income, everything. So everything was just, they're a little bit snobby, okay, I'll be honest. But we're like, we just invite them in. Anyway, we're at the table, I'd made this meal. We're like, yep, okay, Jesus, good. Anyway, and then the wretched ceiling decides to peel and not just peel, but then fall off. And um, <laughs> it falls off in the exact spot right in front of this woman's plate. So there's this big piece of ceiling sitting. <laughs> and I'm like, right, this is when you just laugh, pick it up and keep going. Yep. Because otherwise you'll just want to run to your room and cry. So you just go with it. If it doesn't have to be perfect. The other time is I made a roast and I forgot to take <laughs> the stuff on the bottom of the roast that absorbed all the moisture. Have you ever seen that? There's a bit on the bottom of the pack. I forgot to take it off. So my roast, which is usually all right, uh, when I went to cut it, it was like a rock because the soaky stuff had absorbed all the moisture. So I never did that again. You learn as you go along, yeah? I always check now. But you just go, oh, well, we're having salad. So, (laughs) you know, just go with it. Yeah, and, you know, you learn as you go along. Don't worry if you mess it up the first couple of times. Just laugh and go, oh, well, and pray. Yep. And call Red Rooster. Yeah, they bring food to you now, so it's much easier. I had to learn the hard way. (laughs) All right. Um, Learn to laugh, take it in your stride and just go with it. The cake may not turn out perfectly. The roast may overcook. The kids probably want to stay up past their bedtime. That's okay. That's how they learn. If you're going to be really stressed about it with kids, do lunch or some other, other thing. Um, but, it's, but we get better at it the more we practice by reason of use of being hospitable. And it's actually we need to plan to be like that or help somebody else. You know, get together. If you don't have your own home yet or, you know, you're sharing with your mum and dad still or you're, you know, saving up, just 
Get along with somebody else and say, hey, let's have somebody over. I'll bring the salad, you do this, and let's do it together. Because when we open up our homes and we sit down around a meal together and we sh- that's sharing our life and people will just come. And you'll have these conversations and, you'll ha- and you, the Holy Spirit, he'll go, hey, t- you'll, you'll see an opening in conversations. The amount of conversations I've had with Shara's uni friends, it's like, it's just bring them over for dinner. And they love it because they get lamb roast when they come. And they think, we can come to mum, your mum's for dinner or your mum and dad's? And they're always asking, aren't they? Yeah? Um, and you just don't know the effect you have. And as I finish, I'll just share. When we are in the United States, we stayed with... Um, a girl and her husband that um, she'd been in a, a youth and young adults group probably 20, 25 years ago. And uh, she'd, that's a long time ago, yeah. And um, she was talking to the girls about um, when, she, when she used to come to our home. And uh, it, was, it was a funny little house in the rough end of town. And uh, it wasn't, some people wouldn't actually come to visit because of how rough it was, but that was okay. The food, it wasn't about the food, it wasn't about our house. Um, It wasn't about whether everything looked perfect or not, because usually it didn't. Um, What she remembers is that we're always welcoming. Anybody anybody could come into her home and that she always felt loved and accepted when she and others did. And that's what she still remembers and was telling our kids. Your mum and dad, they always made me feel welcome. You know, she'd see all the young adults pile into our house and she'd like, is it all right for us to come? And they'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and they would come. And they're some of the happiest memories are in that tiny little 90 square metre house where they would be crammed into the kitchen, down the hallways, having chats and crammed on top of each other. Because sometimes we think, oh, I don't have enough room. If you take the little that you have... And you use it to bless others, God will do amazing things. And you know, 20, over 20 years later, she still remembers the times that she shared in our home. And what's she doing? She opened up our, her home to us, and we had some great times with them. Because what you do, others will copy. You know, Jesus, he set us an example, and he said, Love one another. If we get known as the most loving, hospitable people around, people are going to notice and say, Wow. That's really cool. Can I come over? Because we love one another. All men will know that you are my disciples because you love one another. So let's practice being hospitable. Let's pray and say, Lord, who do you want me to invite over? You know, if you've never done it before or you think, oh, it's not perfect, just start to pray. Get along with somebody else and say, look, I just want to pray and to be able to do this. If you don't have a home, my mum, she's a house sitter, you know, just, yeah, say, hey, come over for dinner, yeah, and invite some other people that you've been praying and reaching out for. I, I, I have on my, on my kind of list of what I want to do that at least once a fortnight I have extra people that I don't usually have over, you know, and that we just, we just reach out because that's how we get bigger and that's how we reach out with the love of Jesus because it's lonely out there, you know, and, and people need that togetherness. They want that togetherness. So I really just want to encourage you, be hospitable and practice hospitality. Practice it. It takes practice. Yeah, people just look and go, how do you have me? You know, I, I walk in and say, how many people do you usually have at your table? I go, well, you know, most, once a week at least 10. But that's just our family. You know, we didn't get there <laughs> all at once. You know, it's, it's just practising being hospitable. And, it, and it's a real joy. And now it feels odd when the table's small. Yeah? So let's enlarge our home and just open our homes up and make our lives bigger. 
and see what God can do with the little we have, just like the boy with the loaves and fishes. Look what, look what Jesus did with that. And what can he do with you? Amen? Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you that you've um, given us one another and that there is real power in togetherness. And I pray that you'd help us not to kind of disregard ourselves and what we have to give or worry about what other people might think of our homes and our lives. Lord, I pray that you'd help us just to take what we have, whether that's a little or a lot, and to say, Lord, here it is. Use it to love others and bless others that they might come to know you and that we might be known as your disciples because we love one another. I pray that you'd help us, that you'd provide for us, that you'd help us with our cooking skills or our ordering skills for pizza. Lord, that you'd just help us. I pray blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to share as I finish, actually, I thought of it before. Um, we had Charlie Shamp um, come, as you all know, and I ummed and ahed, and the Lord kept on saying, have him stay in your house. And I actually didn't want to because I know how crazy my house can be in a morning and, you know, here's this guy who travels all around the world and it's Charlie Shamp, yeah. And uh, I, I wrestled with God for a little while and he said, just have him come and stay. And I'm like, have you seen the bathroom? Now, the bathroom's good now, but it was not good. And uh, the Lord just kept on saying, it doesn't matter, have him come and stay. And so we did. And one of my most my biggest worries was the bathroom. <clears throat> and um, he stayed in Beck's room and uh, it was pretty cool what happened there because he changed the temperature in Rebecca's room. He just did some stuff in the spirit realm there and he prayed for Beck. And Beck hadn't – was can I share? Yeah, um, he actually came out the first day, had shaken Rebecca's hand and, and uh, she was sleeping in Shara's room with her and uh, he says, oh, do you have trouble sleeping? And she goes, yeah. And he says, let me pray for you. And uh, since then, she's been sleeping, she's stopped having bad dreams. But see, that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't said, okay, God, I'll just open up and, and take the little I have, even though I'm embarrassed about my bathroom. The other thing is that because I gave of what I had and said, all right, he can use the bathroom even though I don't like it. What did God do? Even though it was a stretch for the awesome people who did it, <laughs> it actually, my bathroom, our bathroom is brand new now. And I know it's because I sowed the little I had and God said, all right, I'm going to bless you because you chose to give. So that was my seed. And my problem was that I was feeling embarrassed and going, oh, he's going to think we're, you know, weird. And, he, and it was just I gave what I had and God blessed what I had. The time we had with Charlie was awesome, but he actually fixed my bathroom too, yeah? So take what you have and just give it to Jesus and put it in his hands and he will do awesome things far above what you can think or dream or possibly imagine. He just wants to use us and see what he can do. Amen? So let's go be hospitable.